0: Please stand with us and sing. Come thou fountain of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mountain fixed upon it, Mount of thy reeds. Come, Thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing Thy grace. Dreams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Raise the mountain, I'm fixed upon it, mount of Thy redeeming love. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I come. And I hope by thy good pleasure, safely to arrive at home.
1: Jesus sought me when a stranger,
0: wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger, interposed his precious blood. to grace how great a debtor daily i'm constrained to be let that goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee prone to wander lord i feel it prone to leave the god i love here's my heart oh take and seal it seal it for thy courts above Jesus, your oldest heart is living for So I uh...
1: The Gospel of Matthew. We have found our way back to the Gospel of Matthew. It took a couple weeks off, but now here we are in the Gospel of Matthew, the fourth chapter. And we're at fourth chapter reading the first 11 verses to get us started off with the season of Lent. It's page 881 in your few Bibles. Or if you have a large pre- uh, print, it's in the New Testament, page 8. And if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread, But he answered, It is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then the devil took him to a holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, all of these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. But Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The word of God for the people of God.
0: one desire, is to be holy, set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be holy, set apart sin deep within we us my heart's one desire is to be holy set apart for you Lord I choose to be Holy, set apart for you, my Master, ready to do your will. We find a spot. my heart's one desire is to be holy. To be holy, set apart for you, my master, ready to do your will, ready to do your.
1: gracious God, we thank you and we praise you on this day. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we turn our hearts and our minds towards you this morning. Bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say will be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. There's a man who suffers with alcoholism, and yet he's been sober for many, many years, and he's so proud of himself for how well he's done. And then one day he goes into work and finds out that him and many others have been laid off, and he's losing his job, and he wasn't prepared for this, and he is devastated. On his way home, he walks by a bar, and it's like the bar is crying out to him like a tempter, like the devil— crying out to him, telling him to come inside because temptation is real. There's a man who is a financial advisor, financial investor, and he always had this dream to be a wealthy man because he grew up with very little, and, and he made his way. He did so well, and, and so he made his way up in his company, and he's gaining more money every step of the way, but then this opportunity arises, and it's an opportunity that can make him an extremely wealthy man, kind of one of those opportunities that he thinks would make all of his dreams come true, and so he's interested in this, but the problem is that it's not quite legal. It's a little bit of a gray area, and so he says he probably won't get into trouble if he does it, and it would make him a really, really wealthy man, but it's not exactly the most legal thing that he should do, but that temptation is real. It's like the devil is calling out to him. Temptation is real. There's a dad with a beautiful family. He has a wife and two young children. However, the children are are young, and they want their mom all the time, and so the romance in their marriage is kind of fizzling out, and then the dad connects with a, a lady friend, one who he he starts talking to and starts to depend on, and and this friendship starts to grow as they have this, this budding friendship, and then he starts to think, well, well, maybe the grass is greener on the other side. Maybe this friendship is more than a friendship, and it's like the devil is calling out to him, telling him to leave his wife. And his children, and to go towards this other woman because temptation is real. We have this story that we just read of Jesus being in the wilderness, being tempted by the devil. Now, a lot of times it's one of the stories that we read. We're like, okay, this is how we start the season of Lent. We start the season of Lent, the first Sunday of Lent, talking about Jesus getting cast into the wilderness and being tempted by the devil. But we don't always understand just how real temptation is. I gave you a few examples, and those are all examples of people that I can actually put put a face to. But the reality is, is that we all struggle with temptation sometimes. All of us have our own things, whatever it is that can tempt us. It's not going to be the same thing every time in our lives. I'm sure it will change. But there is something for all of us that can be like a devilish temptation out there calling us to, to make bad choices. You guys are, your teenagers. There's things out there calling you to make bad choices every day of your life, more than we can probably imagine, us adults. But there's always something out there tempting us, especially at certain times of our tempting us to make a bad choice. Now, I've always wondered why Jesus gets cast into the wilderness for 40 days. Of course, it gets him ready to start his ministry. I, I understand that, but the re- the thing that I really wonder is why the devil even thought he ever had a chance tempting Jesus. What does this devil think that he could do, you know, tempting Jesus, the Son of God? Did the devil actually think that there was any chance that he could successfully tempt a Jesus to choose any of those things, whether it be food or power or anything. You know, what do you think? Do you think that the devil thought he actually had a chance? Maybe, maybe the devil. I, I mean, he's probably not the smartest devil out there, but he is the devil. You know, but maybe... Maybe the devil actually thought that he had a chance, but when I always read this, I'm like, there is no way Jesus would ever cave to any of those temptations. Us, do we cave to temptation sometimes? Absolutely. We wish that we didn't, but let's be honest. Give me a little wave of the hand if you've ever caved to a temptation before in your life. Even if you can't think of something right off the top of your head, the reality is that we all do sometimes. But Jesus, this is Jesus. This is the Son of God. It doesn't matter if he's starving. It doesn't matter if his body is about to wither away. This is Jesus. He's not going to cave to the devil. And so I always wonder, why did, why did the devil even bother? Why did he even think he had a chance? But what I don't wonder about is why it ended up in our Gospels. I get why it ended up in the Gospel of Matthew, because I think that the temptation of Jesus and the reason that it's in the in the Gospels has less to do with Jesus and more to do with us. It's a lesson for us. Us. It's a lesson about temptation for us because temptation is real. Temptation doesn't look the same for any of us. What tempts me does not tempt you, Sue. What tempts you might not tempt me. Temptation might look different for every single one of us, but temptation is real. And here's the thing about temptation. Do you realize that you're never tempted to do something when you're at like the, the best point of your time in your life? You know, you're never tempted when all things are good to do something that's really that's really risky, something that could ruin your lives. You're not tempted to have an affair when you're at the best part of your marriage. No pro- couple on their honeymoon is ever tempted by somebody else. It's not how that works. We are We are not tempted when all things are good in our lives, but we are tempted when we are at the deepest and the lowest and the saddest times in our lives. We are tempted when our marriage isn't the best. We are tempted when we lose our job and we don't know what we're going to do next. We are tempted when somebody's dangling a carrot right in front of our face and, and we just think that maybe we should take that risk. We're not tempted when we are at the best and highest forms of ourselves. And that's what we can learn from when we look at this, this reading that we have from the Gospel of Matthew. When was Jesus tempted by the devil? You can even open up Matthew chapter 4 if you want to. When was he tempted by, by the devil? Troy, tell me. At his worst. At the end, the temptation doesn't come when he's cast into the wilderness. It's not like Jesus is cast into the wilderness and the devil is right there waiting for him. It doesn't work that way. The devil isn't right there when Jesus is in the wilderness saying, hey, okay, now you're here. I'm going to work with you. Instead, the devil waits until Jesus is in the wilderness fasting for 40 days. He's in the wilderness fasting for 40 days. And Jesus, while he's the son of God, he's also human. And his human body is growing. Growing so weak. His human body is at the point where it's barely able to survive anymore. His human body is barely hanging on. Jesus is at his weakest human form that he has ever been. And it's when Jesus is at his weakest human form that the devil comes to him and starts to tempt him. It's then that he says, Jesus, I know you're the son of God, but I also know that you are dying for food right now, that your body is about to give out. Jesus, I know that you're the son of God, but still, just just take this temptation here. Look at what this is that I'm dangling right in front of you. The devil doesn't tempt us when we are at a good point in our lives, but instead the devil tempts us when we are down and when we are wounded and when we are hurt. But here's what we can also learn from this this story from Matthew chapter 4, from Jesus going into the wilderness, is that Jesus knows what really matters. Does what really matter is for him to get his food to fill his body temporarily? Is that what really matters? Does what really matter is that he has all power over all kingdoms? Is that what really matters? Jesus knows what really matters. Truly matters. Let's just think. I I want you to do a little exercise right here. Think about a time in your life when you've been tempted to do something. Be honest with yourself. I'm not asking you to tell me what it is. Be honest with yourself. Think about a time when you were really tempted to do something. Something that, let's be honest, adults could quite frankly destroy your life or, or something like that. Think about a time when you were tempted to do something. Just imagine if at that time we were able to stop and have some self-reflection and think about what really matters. Now, thankfully, people do that. Sometimes people don't do that, and they make bad decisions. Now, I want to tell you, if you've ever made a bad decision in your life, who here has ever given in to temptation before in their life, done something that they shouldn't have been, whatever it is, if we've ever done anything bad in our lives, the good news is, is that there is grace. All of us are here today as proof that there is grace. We are all going to mess up. Kids, you guys are going to mess up in your life. Listen to all of us. We have all messed up. We've all done things that we shouldn't do. You are going to mess up in your life, and here's the one thing. Bit of information that, especially on these first Sundays when we have our teenagers in here leading worship with us, one thing that I want you guys to understand crystal clear, it's a lesson that we've all learned, even when you give into temptation, even when you mess up your life royally and you think that there's no fixing whatever it is, it's not the end of the world. All of us have messed up our lives at some point in time. All of us have failed. All of us have given into temptation, but God is good and God's grace is enough and God gets us through. So the thing that breaks my heart is when teenagers or young people think that, well, I I've messed up my life. I've given into this. I've ruined everything. I've destroyed everything and the world is over. We're here to say that the world isn't over even when we mess up, right? The world is not over. God will get you through. So never think even if you cave to temptation that your life as you know it is over. God is good and God will get us through. But what we can learn from Jesus in the wilderness is that even though temptation is real, God is good and God is enough. Even though temptation is real, God Is with us, even when all we can hear and all we can see is the devil crying out to us, dangling some kind of carrot right in front of our face, even when that's the only thing that we can see, I promise you that God is with us. I promise you that God is there. I promise you that God is real, saying, You can do it. I promise you can get through this. I promise you that God is rooting you on, even when the only thing that we can see and the only thing that we can feel is the devil tempting a carrot right in front of our face. I promise you that God is there, right there, giving us the strength. And so what we learn here in this reading from Matthew chapter 4, from all that Jesus had to go through out there, cast into the wilderness, we can all learn that even when temptation is real, God is there. And what really matters is that God is there. In the background, we can't feel him or see him sometimes, but God is there, giving us the strength. To get through. Now, here's what I wish that we'd all know. I wish that we would all realize that we are stronger than we give ourselves credit for. I wish that we would all realize that no matter what could ever be tempting right in front of our face, God is with us, and what really matters is that God gives us strength. (laughs) I wish that we would realize that that no matter how tough life can be, and even when we feel like our worlds are falling apart, God is right there with us, giving us the strength that we need to get through those terrible or those tempting times. What really matters is that God is with us. God is with us. That's what really matters. Let's look at the, the end of our reading. If it, Maybe you've got it open or maybe you just remember it. At the end of the reading, what happens after Jesus gets past all this temptation? Tell me what happens. Angels come, Angels come and... and tend to him. Good job, Sue. Angels come and tend to him. Now, we might not have these angels that we can see or feel every day working with us, tending to us, but when we make it through those hard times in our lives and when we come out stronger, I promise you that God is there with us somehow lifting us up, giving us strength, helping us to become better versions of ourselves just like God did with Jesus, but in maybe in a slightly different way. God is right with us when we get through those tempting times. Times, giving us the strength to get through. So here we are in the season of Lent, a time when people give things up, when they challenge themselves, when they try to become better versions of themselves. Here we are in the season of Lent and what I want you to know, whether you've given something up for Lent or whether you're just journeying on this path to Easter during the season of Lent, I want you to remember that God will give you strength no matter what you face. Even if you can't see God or can't feel God at that moment, God will give you strength just like God did with Jesus. God will give you you that strength to get through that tempting time you are strong enough because you belong to god no matter what the devil ever dangles in front of your face you are strong enough you are enough you are loved that is what really matters no matter what any tempter ever says let's join in a moment of prayer good and gracious god We thank you and we praise you for being with us in the good times and the bad. We thank you, Lord, for being with us even when all we can feel is temptation. We thank you for being with us, Lord, even when we don't know what to do. Give us your strength. Give us your focus. Help us to remember what really matters at all times so that we can feel your love and your presence. And we pray this all through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And together we say, Amen.
0: Please join us for our time of honor. One, two, three, four. and lift up our hands. strength, we bow down and worship him now, how great, how awesome is he, together we sing, everyone sing, holy is the Lord. Raising up all around, it's the anthem of the Lord's renown. Together we sing, everyone sing.
1: blessed and be a blessing to all.